A roundup of current Amex opportunities, calling for reconsideration and more on today's Milenomics Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milenomics Square podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Milenomics Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. We're going to talk today about Amex opportunities right off the top of the show. Famous post back on Milenomics, the blog Shop Talk back in the day. Which is better? Which is more valuable, Amex or Chase? And in the past two to four years, maybe, I think it's become absolutely clear. Amex is far more valuable to us oh, yeah. as people looking to earn points and miles. It just They say that you can only get a welcome bonus for a card once per lifetime, and that has been anything but the truth in practice with Amex, and that's a wonderful thing. That's really mostly what we're here to talk about today, I think. I agree. And the idea that it's very common to still read online that these are once per lifetime opportunities with American Express. So I think we should dig into that first, Robert. Is there a once per lifetime rule with American Express? It would seem that that's the intent on their side, but they also seem to knowingly relieve that restriction when getting more new business accounts, especially. That seems to be where we see more of it than anything else. Maybe they've got some metrics that say that business customers are very valuable, increasing the number of businesses they have, even if it's a new, uh, not a new card from a, not a new business, not a new person, just another account. I mean, they'll tell you sometimes, hey, you know, you just spent a bunch of membership rewards. You need to replenish your balance. Here's another welcome bonus for a card that you still have. It's just mind boggling. I think it's a great recap right there. So in effect, we aren't saying there isn't a one per lifetime situation. So don't go out and apply for numerous cards, especially cards that you've already gotten. But one of the great parts of American Express is the pop-up that comes up telling you whether or not this is a situation where you'll get the bonus or not. And so uh, with that background, I think we can discuss this opportunity here. It's a no lifetime language offer, which means that the terms and conditions don't specifically outline that if you've had or have this offer, you will not get the bonus, but it's 250,000 membership rewards for a business platinum. You've got to spend 30,000 in six months and you get an additional 10,000 for adding an employee at the time of application and spending $1,000. Now, I can take a deep breath after all of that, Robert, and dig into this a little bit. Nuts and bolts. You can add an employee, spend the whole 30,000 on the employee card and get 260,000 membership rewards. Fantastic opportunity. That 30,000 is a pretty big hurdle. So that's... Not for the faint of heart. You know, if you had a real business, this would probably be pretty easy. Having six months to do it is more favorable than the typical three-month term that you have on a lot of cards. So they're giving you some time to do that. Uh, let's let's go into that no lifetime language uh, terminology. You can get into a lot of double negatives here, but you outlined it perfectly. You said you have the card you, currently, or you have had the card in the past. When some, something has NLL, no lifetime language, it means that language is not present. So it's always a good policy to look at the term offers and search for or, well, I search for have had, <laughs> literally. That, have that, had, yeah, that's what I go with too. <laughs> if that string isn't there, you're, you're probably in good shape insofar as the terms and conditions don't block you from getting the card. Now, we're going to talk today about the many ways that you can not be approved for an Amex card. Amazingly, they have very lenient approval standards compared to a lot of other banks. Uh, but at the same time, there are many ways to get temporarily uh, not approved. That's what we'll talk about in the, the reconsideration call section. But uh, getting back to the basics of this one, all these offers we're going to talk to the, about today seem to be 
in the neighborhood of a 10x situation. And maybe that's a different way of thinking about things than people often talk about a welcome bonus. You know, you think I'm going to get uh, 60,000, 100,000 points for signing up for this card for meeting a minimum spend requirement of $3,000 or whatever it might be. And it might seem like all of those are, you know, free points that you got for, you know, putting the minimum spend on mm. there. But we, I think, tend to think of things in terms of the welcome bonus that you get in relation to the spend. And, you know, in, in this case, it's, uh, you know, close to a 10x opportunity. More than that, if you uh, add some employees, as we'll talk about here in a minute as well. So super, super lucrative if you can meet that minimum spend requirement. Well, let's just dig into it, Robert, because even though this has a no lifetime language type situation in the terms and conditions, I got a pop up applying for this the first time saying, because you have had this card, you will not actually qualify for this sign up bonus. Do you still want to continue with this product? Or do you want to cancel the application? And so there is some discrepancy on what causes that pop up. I don't think we have clarity on it, but I think it's important to note if you see that, it's a stop sign. This is not going to probably shake your way if you go ahead and get approved. And what I like to do is once I'm approved, I fortunately was able to, after a week or so, get approved without that pop up. I like to chat and ask immediately Do you see attached to this card the offer that I w would expect to see? And it's just a way for me to make sure before I go and do $30,000 in minimum spend and then have to argue and have, uh, you know, a hard discussion, is the offer attached? And I've had that happen where it wasn't attached and I was able to get it attached. But I think that's a qualifier here. I was able to get the card. Robert, were you able to get the card? I was. And I did bump into some pop-ups there as well. But seems like depending on how you come at them exactly, uh, you, you might have better chances or not. And there's maybe a couple of links floating around out there that have essentially the same offer. So, uh, you know, no harm in trying, right? If, it, if you get the pop-up, back out. And if you don't, uh, then go for it if it's a good offer for you. But yeah, very, but a weird thing here, uh, the next offer we're going to talk about, I would qualify as targeted, whereas this one, the link takes you directly to a landing page that shows you the terms and conditions of the offer. These ones are you know, said to be targeted. The first thing you'll see if you mm -hmm. log into your account is you know, uh, this offer is no longer available, which means it's no longer available to you. It was targeted. You weren't targeted. This one's a little different. It takes you right to the landing page. You can see the terms and conditions right there. Strange that you see the pop-up there later because the offer doesn't have any mention of have had and so uh you know strange new frontier we see something new with amex every few every few weeks or months and and this is what uh, this was a new one to me i've never <laughs> seen this situation before yeah no one's more innovative than them so let's go ahead and step into these other two offers and these are just one permutation of the offer i've seen different amounts for the business platinum and business gold offers that we have listed here in the show notes One hundred and fifty thousand for the business platinum a link to check for that and a hundred thousand for the business gold and obviously, like I said, there's other options out there. I've seen a 90,000 on the business gold. I got in the mail the other day an 80,000 for the business gold. And ideally, you'd like to get as many points as possible. But as we've discussed throughout this NOAA annual fee episode here, Robert, no lifetime language offers, it's not absolutely necessary. I wouldn't sit on my hands and go, mm -mm, you're giving me 90,000, I'm waiting. I would go for it if that was the best offer available to me. What about you? Yeah, I, you know, maybe the annual fee is something that would give people pause on these. You know, they keep ratcheting up the annual fee on ah, these. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> they keep supplementing them with, uh, you know, benefits like Dell and and other nuisance type uh, benefits that are uh, can be difficult to liquidate. But I think the general mindset is these welcome bonuses are so valuable that especially if you've had them before, it's worth incurring that annual fee, even though it is surmountable. You know, it's it's a big percentage of the overall picture of the welcome bonus. But, you know, you, you have had these cards in the past. You're getting the welcome bonus for it again. You need to get very good at making use of those 
airline incidentals, the, the, the dog credits, you know, the sex credits on the personal cards, all these crazy benefits that they pack into these things that make it tedious to get to eradicate that annual fee, but really important. I think a lot of people will say, uh, you know, I'm not taking on a card with a high annual fee. Are you crazy? But it really is where a lot of the value is in the game these days. These welcome bonuses can be huge. I mean, 250,000 membership rewards, that's worth, uh, you know, 2,500 yeah. uh, times 1.1 on a cash out to a Schwab account. So uh, that's a significant amount of money, and I think worth doing the work for. But yeah, these, you know, if you're not targeted, you'll see straight away, you know, uh, no, nothing to see here. You can just move on with your life. But the interesting thing about this is once you see one of these links, and they're not very cryptic links, they're not, you know, deep, you know, mystical links or anything like that. They just look very straightforward in terms of the way the URL presents itself. But right. you, you'll, you'll find that you were targeted for this, although Amex never communicated that to you in any way. You know, it wasn't there in your Amex offers. You never got an email about it. Yeah. Uh, you never got a letter about it. Maybe sometime later you will, but when you hear out there that people are seeing goodness from this, could be worth checking if you're in the market for this. So yeah, another couple of great offers, you know, maybe not as good as the previous one, but uh, just get as many as, as you're targeted for up to some of the limits that we'll talk about uh, a little bit in the reconsideration section, you know, the 10 charge card limit, five credit card limit, and all the other maybe limits that Amex puts in place. I think it, it's pretty amazing how much, how many of us have ratcheted up to those limits really quickly here. Longtime listeners of this show will remember when I was at, I think five or so, and I was like, oh, I have nothing to worry about. And then I think last year I bumped into the limit on both my account and my Player 2's account very quickly. And it's an arms race. You know, I feel like it is, Robert. It's how many of these can we get and hold? And then you've got potential retention offers trying to keep you in the cards, but you're trying to close out to keep open slots to get new cards. And it's, <laughs> it is a, a wild game. And if you're not playing it at all and you have no idea what we're talking about, I do want to caution everyone from just jumping in feet first. I think there's some research that needs to be done. And I think that the comfort level has to be there, Robert, because, you know, we're just two guys on the internet talking about these offers and everyone needs to decide on their own if they're really going to go in on some of these things that we're talking about. Uh, because look, there are going to be people that say, well, what about the rat team? And I don't know if we want to get into that. I don't know if this is, if I'm taking us in a direction we don't want the show to go right now, Robert, just tell me. <laughs> no, I think it's a good segue into the next piece. Yeah. We're, we're outlining, I think, increasingly complicated ways to get offers. Uh, and this next one, we've actually seen adverse action from calling in and getting offers. You know, there was a huge, like, breaking news story last year about call-in offers for the Business Platinum card. This made major news outlets. I mean, uh, I, I want to say Business Insider had an article on that. Is that right, Robert? Yeah, where it was. But you're right. A lot of people picked up on it. Amex was shutting people down who called in and got juicy offers for cards they had before. And there seemed to be an overly aggressive sweep that causes a lot of people to get their Amex accounts, all of them, shut down. And then <laughs> on second thought, Amex decided to open those accounts again. It was kind of a, a miracle, but it was a very stressful period for a lot of people who were taking advantage of these. And some of these opportunities, even though they're coming from uh, an Amex representative or a link that you're clicking on, uh, you know, Amex might not like it. They might not like that you got that link that wasn't intended for you. There's all kinds of language in there. Yeah. Their offers saying, you know, if you are misuse or gaming, I mean, some of this could fall into that. So absolutely proceed with caution. But um, yeah, it seems like there's this these offers, these call-in offers seem very similar to when we talked about at the top of the show, the uh, no lifetime language on the 250,000 business platinum, but another channel to get it if maybe the uh, clicking online isn't for you. Maybe calling would be more more comfortable for you. Pop up, yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. And then there's 180,000 on a business gold. Both of those are just, just like, just pause for a second, Robert. If we took this show and 
brought it back in time six or seven years to when people were saying this is the golden age of this. People would laugh, like they, you wouldn't be able to re really even conceptualize that number because the idea of anything over 100,000 for a signup bonus would have been unheard of at that time. And here we are, we're multiples two and a half times that for one card. And so I, I really mean like, where does this end? Where's the arms race, uh, you know, finally end here? Because these numbers are not numbers that I would have even considered in the realm of possibility a year or two ago. Even just a year or two ago, Robert, these numbers were unbelievable. And so here we are. Links here in the show notes that have way more information from Frequent Miler and Doctor of Credit if you want to run down this rabbit hole and, and do more research. Yeah, good idea to see what people are saying out there. You know, it's, people are saying it's high risk. Maybe somebody met the spend in some dodgy way and didn't get the bonus. So a lot of uh, good data points out there to compare notes with others because these these have been around for a while, uh, at least a couple weeks or a couple months. That's a good point. <laughs> in terms of this game. So nice to look out and see what other people are sharing there in terms of what their experience has been. But from what I've heard, uh, it's smooth sailing. You know, <laughs> if, if you get the welcome bonus, uh, meet the minimum spend requirement, you'll, you'll get the welcome bonus um, and uh, good opportunities to go for, I would say. Ah, I like it. Robert, you want to take this next one? This is an even more interesting offer because it's not a new card. It's an upgrade offer. Yeah, uh, 150000 for upgrading to a business platinum. So it'd probably be a business gold or a business green that you would upgrade. Uh, again, targeted. I was not targeted, and I haven't heard of a lot of other people being targeted, but like all these things we talked before, it doesn't seem real until it happens to you, and then all of a sudden you check again, and you know the famous, more people were targeted, and you know <laughs> fool me again. It's, it's not too hard to click on something. I, I, don't, I don't have hard feelings if I wasn't targeted, but it's always worth checking because I think a lot of people have business greens, a great card to get through referral. Uh, no annual fee the first year, you can get a referral bonus for it. And while we're speaking of referrals, uh, you're sacrificing in all the offers that we talked about upstream, a referral bonus. You know, every one of these offers that we were talking about, not that only- That is a great point. Yeah, not, not only are they no lifetime language, they're uh, something that is a better offer that you're getting by not going through a referral, by going more directly to Amex. So again, it's one of those situations where, you know, uh, if you were referring a friend, you'd be actually, you know, encouraging your friend to sign up for an inferior offer, most likely compared to what the best available offer is out there for, for going head on. So yeah, a little bit of a trade-off there. Uh, the, the referrals are you know, probably taxable. That, that's one thing to consider. And, you know, just mm. outright, these are much better if, if, if these head-on offers. So I always have to do the math to see what's a better opportunity to do something referral or for not. But yeah, this upgrade offer, fantastic. Uh, if you have some business greens clanging around, didn't see any, any any targeting. How about you? I didn't get any uh, where with either myself or player two, and we do hold cards that would, in theory, be upgrade eligible. 140,000 membership rewards for that would be great, I think, because those cards, the history of those cards, like you said, they were either to capture a referral or uh, potentially like a no lifetime language approval on a gold business. And then they're just sitting there waiting for the inevitable. And this is a way to breathe new life into those cards. Give them another year. <laughs> Give them a, an opportunity to fulfill their destiny, Robert, and be even greater than they were in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no wonder you're running into that 10 card limit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, you know, one thing that I want to pause on here, Robert, is, is somebody might be listening to this show and have none of these cards. And I think that it's important to, to really just talk about, is it worth going in on these as your first application? Or would you go with one of the more head-on or a referral type approval for less and then potentially add one of these. That's a that's a really interesting one, yeah. And I think it ties into our next topic. What do you think? Explore the space, as we say. No, it's a great point. Um, I was looking around at what the referral offer was for Business Platinum, and I think I saw 150,000. 
And that's that's pretty healthy. I mean, all things considered, I would probably go for one of those first head on, no risk whatsoever with, you know, any ambiguity of the no lifetime language, you know, like not being there. Yeah. The, the bonus paying off. I probably would do that for the first. I mean, 30,000 for a referral. Amex has done some interesting things over the past year or two with referrals having additional benefits on Extra. for spend on <laughs> the card. That you spend on. Yes. So, yeah, I think I would do that. And and wouldn't you know it, just as I'm talking here, UPS pulls up and drops off yet another business platinum right on cue ups you are totally on brand totally on the show <laughs> nobody makes a business platinum card deliver faster in the in the credit card industry than, than, than american express just so impressive how they how fast they get those cards out approved yesterday here today amazing that is great i get excited when these cards show up from ups and i want to start doing the spend on them right away but that's not necessarily the best way to play things and that's because of these this link we have here for the business green gold and platinum unique links for each of them for adding up to five employees and spending four thousand dollars on those cards needs to be on those cards not on the primary card and you get twenty thousand per for doing that and this has been an offer that's been around for some time uh it was said to expire it's been rolling a little bit in march 31st 2022 but all indications are these bonuses are still getting paid out so uh the point mm. being there is to not go spend necessarily right on that card right away you know if you have a card that has a ten thousand dollar spend requirement uh, you'd be better off putting it on a card that is additionally uh, an employee card that's additionally getting twenty thousand points for spending four thousand dollars so it's there's a pretty oh, good chance man. that you'd never spend on the primary card so when it shows up for mammix you might not want to spend on it unless you're up on that thirty thousand <laughs> range uh five times four thousand is twenty thousand so you still have a ways to go but just want to mention that because i often get ready, ready to go like oh i'm gonna start spending on this thing and it's not really necessarily time to do that yeah. probably better to add the employee offer wait until they show up it does take some time but your patience will be rewarded with multipliers that we're talking about here in the range of 10 50, not, not not just 10 but 15 x 15 membership rewards yeah. per dollar just amazing unprecedented opportunity well don't forget you got to add the employee at the time of approval as well for the thousand spend there for ten thousand membership rewards so you're right robert you could really do zero spend on the the native business platinum card if you have enough employees as part of your business to spin up the cards that you need to take advantage of all of these offers. And I think that, you know, look, worst case scenario, you don't have any employees, you have no ability to do any of that. You have the sign-up bonus of 250,000 membership rewards, and you have six months to do the spend at 30,000. And I like that. I think this is just a multifaceted situation and however we can take advantage of it, we're just discussing all the different facets here so that we can, you know, see a, a more complete picture of what's actually going on this summer with American Express. Yeah, the need to call reconsideration is a tricky one. Like you're saying, just get an application in the hopper there. Um, if you are, do lob in one of these applications that has the additional $1,000 spend for 10,000 membership rewards and you don't get an instant approval there, you then don't get the opportunity to add an employee straight away. And I don't think you can add it later and get that. So you sacrifice that big whoop, 10,000 membership rewards compared to the other goodness that you can get here. But something worth noting, I think if you don't get instant approval, you don't have the opportunity to get that 10,000. But still, you have the opportunity usually with uh, the business green, gold and platinum 20,000. So that, that that's uh, all things considered a, a fine way to go, but a little bit of a bummer if you have to go down the reconsideration call path. Yeah. Did you have to go down that path? I didn't, fortunately. I did. I did quite a bit. And I'm finding increasingly that I'm not getting approval right away for a variety of reasons. You want to get into the many ways that uh, you can we, uh, sometimes compare it to reaching first base without getting a hit. We could kind of step through them one by one here. Um, while, while we would say that I think that American Express has more lax approval standards than other banks, they still have some rules. Two of the ways that you can find yourself with a denial are either 
you have too many cards. There's a maximum number of charge cards that you can have. And for most people, I would say it's 10. There have been exceptions to that rule. Uh, but one of the other ways is that you can't apply for the same card over and over in short succession. They want you to wait 90 days in between card applications. So earlier in this very episode, we were saying, Robert, someone new to the entire game or new to American Express, they do all the research, they read the links in the show notes here, they decide, ha, I'm going to apply with a referral, and then the next day I'm going to apply for one of these no lifetime language offers. That won't work because you've come too close to each other, and they see it as... Uh, you know, a 90-day window. So 90 days after that first approval, you need to wait to get that second card. Now, these cards are denied, but they're not forever lost, right, Robert? You can reconsider them with a phone call to American Express. And since you've done that, talk us through how it works. Yeah, I was on the phone with them just uh, a couple days ago. And yeah, the, the it's good you get an email from them when they give you a denial. And it has a reference number in there. So you can check the application status online. That's nice. And it'll have some, you know, if you've applied for a lot of these cards, it'll be a pretty big screen. So you can you imagine what they're looking at on, on their side when you call them up and just give them a social security number and talk about, you know, your Amex business platinum. And they'll look at, at a sea of text and be like, oh, which one are you talking about? Because they don't seem to be even date ordered. <laughs> so they're like, oh, I see you have a lot of cards here. And they start to get nervous. So give them that <laughs> dummy code. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Give them that reference code. That'll help make sure that you're talking about the right card. Uh, once you get them, they'll usually either give you or guess at a reason you were declined. Like it doesn't seem to pop up straight mm. away for them sometimes. Sometimes they're confused themselves. You probably have a better idea than they do uh, why you were denied. And e either way, maybe they'll come up with a, a reason. And the, the, the great thing like you're alluding to there is you, you have the application in their system. And once that application is in their system, it has a life of about 90 days to call for reconsideration. So if you see a really juicy opportunity to pop up and you're not, pop up maybe is a bad word in the context of Amex. If you see the opportunity present itself, <laughs> you lob in an application and lock that thing in because you never want, know when those might go away. A link might die, something might go away. Uh, once you do that, it, you know if yeah. you've applied for Business Platinum a few weeks earlier, you have some time. Just wait for it to resolve. You've uh, bounced a check, a uh, payment to them recently. Just wait some time for that to resolve. <laughs> so just that that's the great thing about it. And so I'm, I'm constantly, oh yeah, I, I, there's no way I'm going to be eligible for this offer. I've got 10 cards. I've got, I've been approved for Business Platinum two months ago. It's okay. Just you know, get it in yeah. there and, and come back. And, you know, the way things have been working last summer, there was a bunch of applications that seemed to be approved around this time. And then, you know, that that falls off. You can close that card and you can make an informed decision when you're closing that card. You know, sometimes you're better off closing a card than re taking a retention offer because the welcome bonus of the new card that you would get to replace it is much more valuable than the retention offer. That's a great point, Robert. It's one that I've struggled with this summer because, like you mentioned, last summer was so strong. And I think American Express is making a play to keep us in some of these cards. And I've seen good retention offers on some cards. Look, I've seen some cards where they go, there's no offer at all. You want to keep it or not? And I go, no, I'll close it. But they really, they know how to play. Let's make a deal, Robert. I mean, it's like you, you go, okay, in my head, here's a number. If it's over that, I'll keep the card. And somehow it's like right at that number, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, it's wild how really well they, they've got us figured out in so many different ways. And yet there still seem to be ways to do this. Like you said, Robert, I, I love the discussion of reconsideration calls. I wish there was a way to do that online. You know, yeah. you can do yeah. so much with chat, but you can't do reconsideration with them. That's a good point. Uh, but usually when you get the convinced person to put it through again, I had an agent the other day say, uh, no, just go ahead and resubmit the application. Uh, you know, it would be easier for me if you did that way. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I got the application in before. I want that one reconsidered. <laughs> Hit the button, put it through again. And uh, my experience in asking things to be reconsidered is, uh, if it is going to be approved, it usually gets approved within 24 hours, if not just a few hours. 
So, and I've seen approvals come through in the middle of the night. So like 3 a.m. Eastern, you know, mm-hmm. so these things are being worked on, I, I would presume offshore. And if I, there was a case where I was still ineligible, even ask, asking for it to be reconsidered again. Uh, and that case was where I was act, actually at 11 charge cards. I closed one to get down to 10. And then I said, reconsider it. And that never got an approval. But I also never heard from them either way. So it seems like when you ask for reconsideration, you either get good news or no news. But the, the application still sat there. And I was able to call a few weeks later after I got down to nine charge cards. So you still have that opportunity no matter what. And if they don't give you an answer, it probably means no. And just keep asking until you know, you've know you met all the requirements to be to enable our approval, which just shows how, like we said, lenient they are in their overall approval standards, despite all these little hiccups that you might bump into along the way. I think that is one of the most detailed discussions about how that works. And I, I know that you are a, one of the experts in doing that. It's, it's not not the, for the faint of heart, but I think you've outlined it really well there. And I know that there's other things that we could discuss related to Amex, but we also want to cover some news here on this No Annual Fee Show. You want to pivot over here to the news? Yes, absolutely. Can I talk about JetBlue, my favorite hometown airline being here in the Boston area? You can, Robert, but I have a feeling you're not only going to talk about JetBlue here, are you? <laughs> well, I guess that they're going to acquire <laughs> Spirit after all. I, is that good or bad? Hmm. I'm not thrilled about it. I don't like to see, uh, it feels like JetBlue is going to, flying them is going to be a confusing experience where I don't know which metal on, which product I'm going to get. There is a lot of route overlap with them, you know, Boston to say Orlando, a lot of you know competition between them to the point where you wouldn't know just from the route what you're likely to get for a while here. So I think it's going to be a big mess for the next two to three years. Uh, so Frontier remains out there. So here's a crazy idea. I think I should get the Bank of America Spirit Airlines card and turn those into JetBlue miles. Oh, man. Is that a guarantee that that's going to happen? I mean, I don't know, Robert. I mean, they, they, that's bottom of the barrel for me. I don't think I would do it. You might actually have to fly a Spirit flight. What if they, what if they keep them separate for years to come? And I think all signs are leading that that would be quite some time there. And I'm reminded of uh, Alaska Airlines and Virgin America merging and me trying to use some Alaska instruments on Virgin Metal and them saying, no, that doesn't work that way until we've merged and the flight numbers are the same. Everything is separate. And uh, I don't want to see you end up having to use spirit miles on spirit flights, Robert. It's one of these lottery tickets. I mean, some crazy good things happen with it some is. of the mergers that have occurred historically. You know, the they want to be friendly to the thing that they're acquiring. And I think that Virgin America one is being an example of where it was such a uh, lightly used frequent flyer program that you know, Alaska could do mm-hmm. some generous things with them without it affecting a lot of their bottom line. They're like, yeah, there's about, you know, tw- 20,000, you know, elites out there. Let's do something nice for them. <laughs> this might be a similar thing. Although uh, Spirit is uh, surprisingly large, in my, my view. I was looking at some stats there. So you're getting to be just in terms of the number of flights they have, the number of employees, that, that type of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. It's yeah. uh, approaching more of a merger than an acquisition here. Although I think it technically will go down as a JetBlue Spirit acquisition. I don't, does it affect you at all? Does it open up any slots for you out of uh, any airports that you fly in, in the LA area? Uh, definitely. I mean, Spirit has a presence here in LA. Will I use it? And I guess to get to that question, I've got to start using JetBlue. I'm sitting on travel banks and I'm sitting on um, uh, massive numbers of true blue points that have not been used. Thankfully, have no expiration, but uh, I think their value is just going to trend downward. I don't see myself making it work. You know, I, I, I flew a JetBlue flight last year and early this year only because I had expiring travel banks. If I'm not backed into a corner, I can't see myself using Spirit. 
you know, there are routes that I fly. Just flew f- home from Puerto Vallarta. Spirit has a flight. I don't even look at it, Robert. It's yeah. there only to drive competition prices down to a point where I can jump on a United flight for $215 because it's competing with Spirit. And so I do worry about that. I worry that less competition from Spirit might mean higher fares from other airlines, including JetBlue. And I don't know if I like that, but I think that's years from now. And one thing about airlines and travel are that no one can ever see what's coming very far into the future. And so I don't want to pretend to know because two or three years ago, I wouldn't have said, oh, we're going to have no change fees and we're going to be changing flights, you know, (laughs) at the airport right before we jump on the plane and all of the things that we've done in the past year just to jump through hoops to get our travel to be as affordable as possible. So look, uh, who knows what's going to shake out, but I know we'll continue to cover it because if there's an angle where we can really get a benefit and travel more, we're going to do it. Great point about the the routes where you fly in there and you see a bunch of JetBlue planes next to a bunch of Spirit planes, and you can bet either one of those is going to be more expensive in the future if they're one airline. So great point on that. Speaking of airlines that are expensive, Robert, let's talk about this Southwest Airlines development where no longer will credits expire. And I think this is a huge increase, a a net gain for all flyers of Southwest because they had some of the most restrictive instruments. You know, we talked a lot last year about utilizing the credits that we have and canceling flights. And sometimes those flights went back to flight credits and what that is and how that's different than a full refund. So jumping into this, we have a direct link that really covers the nuts and bolts of it. But prior to this, if you had credits with Southwest, there was a 12-month expiration And it was from when you booked the original flight. And so I would really be hesitant to book with cash on a Southwest non-refundable fare. Changeable, yes. Uh, Refundable for a credit, yes, but not fully refundable. It would cause me to really wait and see if I was going to take the flight or not. Now, their miles, much more easier to deal with. But now I think you have some parity between the two. I think they've realized that that was a really strange situation where the miles would just go back and have no new expiration and the cash fares would would be really usable only in 12 month increments so a net gain but do i think it's going to i'll ask you the same question you just asked me robert is this going to get you onto more southwest flights no, absolutely. I don't like flying Southwest. They don't serve Boston very well. <laughs> I, I almost don't look at them. And it's convenient because they don't even show up on Google Flights, right? So it's pretty easy to ignore them. And yeah. uh, like you say, we were we always talk about them being a so-called low-cost carrier. Some of their fares are just obnoxious. Ugh, no way. <laughs> when they dominate a route, yeah. they really dominate a route. So all that said, I totally respect if somebody is near a Southwest hub and they're the direct flight on where they want to go. I would absolutely be looking at them. I'd be looking at maximizing the their program. We have a show on the network for paid subscribers called uh, Checking In, and I'm planning to check in with one of our internal experts on Southwest, this change, and all the ways to maximize it. So look forward to that if you're a subscriber and on the network. So we'll talk more about that there. But yeah, you know, I think it's a good trend if more airlines follow suit with this. I got caught up in some American Airlines situations where you book far out and you're absolutely not rewarded. You're penalized for it because you just have no time anymore. (laughs) I'm remembering that now, yeah. (laughs) A lot of stunts with uh, weather incidents and hoping for uh, snowfall and things like that. Just, I, I think it really, they probably looked at it and they said, look, we're aggravating our customers more and we're not profiting from it. And it's overloading our call centers with all these complex situations. Let's just make this more reasonable. Should be like a gift card. 
it shouldn't expire. You tied up with the airline in the first place. You'll use it eventually. But in the meantime, let's not go with crazy uh, expiration things. Good good job by Southwest here. I think consistent with the brand that they want to be, maybe used to be, the way people want them to be. I think it's a good move from Southwest. Yeah. And I hope other airlines follow suit. Yeah, I have to agree. And I think it's going to mean more Southwest in my future. You know, we flew them a lot. After your checking in episode that you're talking about and all of the things that we learned from that Southwest expert, I flew them a lot last year and the year before as well. And I think maybe I overdid it. And I think sparingly, they can be a great airline. You know, they fly out of Long Beach and pretty much dominate Long Beach Airport, which I love and uh, you know live just a few miles from. And so uh, I think all roads are leading me back to Southwest. And this is, as you said, an upgrade. And hey, that's a good thing. Robert, you want to take this last one in memoriam here? Did you ever have the Rakuten visa? Still hold it. Well, at least until September, right? <laughs> you must not have used it enough because I had it and they shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Robert. This card was insane. It, it really didn't make any sense. And we could dig into some show notes and I'm sure we discussed it on a no annual fee uh, episode because the card was already good enough and Rakuten the portal was pretty good, uh, but it added an extra 3% on anything you bought. But then in a weird pivot, the Rakuten portal started paying out in membership rewards. Or you had the option, I guess, to sign up for a membership reward earning portal. And if you used that portal and this card, you potentially earned more membership rewards with a Visa card issued by the tiny Synchrony Bank, uh, who no one really even ever has heard of, was the best <laughs> earning membership reward card of, I was probably say 2019 in my book. And, you know, the paths forward started getting narrower and narrower, and they started eliminating paying out on certain gift card sites and, you know, yeah. very popular uh, ways to earn those points. And the card has just kind of withered on the vine. And unfortunately, Doctor of Credit has some news here that as of September 19th, the card will be no more. And so let's take a moment, Robert, and just remember the good times. I, I think that's my eulogy right there, the, the memories of that early membership reward earning time when you know you could buy those gift cards and things were just so wonderful with this card. What about you? Any good memories other than being shut down? <laughs> that was a that was a highlight. Now they gave me such a measly credit <laughs> limit. It was something like fifteen hundred. And they like Oh, asked, I remember that. Yeah, I asked like every week if they could bump it up. I think they bumped it up to five thousand. You know, these small banks you can be, I think, a little bit more risque with them, you know, than you would be with a Amex or, or Chase. And I maybe took it a little bit to the hilt there and they told me you know, to beat it. But so I guess it's a little bit, uh, I don't know if it's gratifying <laughs> that like, well, you know, it's gone anyways now. What, what What's the big deal in it? But yeah, like you say, it starts off like, oh, we're going to give 3X for all the transactions that you can do through the portal. Oh, well, except for giftcards.com. Yeah, we can't do yeah. that. And so then they start chipping away at it and <laughs> it doesn't become as interesting and the, the angles get more and more obscure, but uh, pretty swift shutdown here. You know, if they compared notes with another crazy bank out there, City, they'd probably see that uh, that this isn't how you do it. You just stop accepting new applications. You keep the card around for years, and then you incent people with ridiculous yeah. targeted bonuses to keep spending <laughs> on the card that you're not even willing to issue it to anybody. Come on, Synchrony, get your act together. Compare notes with City. You're almost the, like them in a lot of ways. Yeah, the wild part is, I think there's more than one City card that you could make that case that you're discussing right there, right, Robert? Not just a single card. That's Absolutely. the way City is handled. I, I, I think cards, of at least three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game real quick. City Prestige. Yeah, right? that's not issued anymore. Still has a lot of value. Even though they've they've taken ninety percent of the value away from the card, and there's still value <laughs> in the card. AT and T access and more. Absolutely, that's a, that's a that's a winner. Three X uh, juicy retention offers on that thing. Uh, the third one, I'm struggling, Robert. Is it the City Dividend? Well, that's a good question. Um, I was thinking of the something related to Sears slash Shop Your Way. Is there some legacy going on there? Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. The thank you point earning version of this shop your way card is superior to the shop your way point earning version. And I do think that card still exists and it's a fantastic earner. I mean, we have a whole show about it as well. Um, but yeah, that's a great, so there's four actually because the dividend is also not available anymore, correct? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that 5X card. There you go, four <laughs> city cards, four of the best city cards that you can't get anymore. What an operation. That <laughs> they is don't amazing. even exist. <laughs> and yet City is probably the best bank in the world right now to both of us. Would you agree? Due to no intention, intentional uh, marketing <laughs> on their own, yeah. Yeah, they accidentally fail up. Oh, I hope they're not listening to this show, but what a great way to end a show that started talking about American Express exclusively here. And we've touched on at least three other banks. Four, you talked about Bank of America for a minute with that spirit merger. <laughs> I'm getting that card. <laughs> I, I will have to follow up with you on that on the next show. <laughs> All right. Well, good talking to everybody on the free channel here. You ready to close it out? Yep, let's do it. Well, thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash myelonomics. There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer where we speak more freely about topics like these. As always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at myelonomics and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site. 